Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is the owner of your friendly neighborhood nail and skincare salon. It's their mission to use the safest alternatives for polishes, products, and practices while creating one-of-a-kind manicures and nail designs for their clients. They are woman-owned and operated. You know them for the best nail art in the city and their foundation of good, clean fun. Please welcome Molly Nagel of Spruce Nail Shop. Hi. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for coming. Did I say your last name right? Nagel, yeah, yes, you okay. said it perfectly. <laughs> I always forget to ask, and then I'm like reading the intro, and I'm like, oh shoot, oh shoot, oh shoot, oh shoot, am I going to get it right? <laughs> this one was like pretty easy. Yeah, so yeah, I got it, I got it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I'm pumped to talk to you because I feel like I, I've re- I mean, I've been coming now to Spruce since March, mm-hmm. post-pandemic, right? I right. was like, I think I told you this story. I always went to ambiance just because comfort zone purely comfort zone it was the first salon that I found when I came to Cincinnati I didn't want to like try to figure anything else out so I just always went there was I satisfied no not often not (laughs) I would see like everyone's great nail art and you know all my friends would be talking about spruce for whatever reason I just like didn't venture out then I stopped doing my nails as many people did right (laughs) when COVID hit and I was like oh my gosh my nails now are so healthy because I had been using acrylic and I had been using gel and like never giving them a break and so I was like actually I'm like really used to these like nice natural healthy nails and so I was like I think I'm I'm just done getting my nails done like for the rest of my life you know (laughs) I I automatically like go there like there's no in-between with me and I think I was probably scrolling on Instagram or something and I saw like some cool nail art and I was like, do I want to get my nails done? I was like, I think I'll, I'll try. And so I came in and I was just blown away by the experience. Oh, like good. it was so, the space itself is adorable. It's so cute. You feel like just comfortable and relaxed and like at home. I, the nail texts, everyone was just fantastic. I, my nails looked amazing. It was like the best manicure I ever had. I, it was my first time getting nail art. I was like so obsessed with it. And I was like, I will never, I will never go anywhere else now. Like here I am. And now I've been <laughs> every two weeks. I know. <laughs> I'm here. So great. But the thing is too, is that because of the products and the way that you do your nails, like my nails are so healthy. They're so long. Yeah, They're I can mine. see them from here. They're you have amazing nails. Yeah, well, thanks to you. <laughs> All thanks to you. And so I was just like, this is. It, it's just kind of astonishing of like the difference between service, product, 
all of that. So I'm like just excited to dive in and hear your story. And oh, thank you for providing this great service and like amazing place. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm just, I'm always just so stoked when I hear like about everyone's experiences at Spruce because like I'm such a big fan of like everyone that works at Spruce and like all of um our like amazing nail tech. So whenever I hear like someone come up and they're like, I, you know, I saw Andrea or I saw Molly or I saw you know, um, Shannon, it was just so amazing. Like I get so like pumped yeah. because like well, I have so, so much fun. Too. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So how did you get started? Why did you want to open a nail salon? So I actually come from an art background. So I study, yeah, <laughs> it kind of, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, when you're in school, like when you think about like art as like a major in college and I studied like, um, visual arts education, Ooh. um, I, you know, you kind of, have like these certain avenues that you think you're supposed to like take art you know you could be like the art teacher the graphic designer the painter and there's sure. so many other avenues that you can take art that you know I really didn't think about like some of the most like talented artists I know in this city are tattoo artists yeah. and nail artists and it's like yeah. it's so and like the murals I mean around Cincinnati I mean like sure. we just have so this is such a great community for art. Yeah, and there's so such I, an opportunity to make art yeah yeah and so I'm just so excited to be a part of it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you went to school to teach art. Right, yeah. So I was a an art teacher okay. for um, five years. So I taught um, with Chicago Public Schools and Cincinnati Public Schools um, for a little bit. And I just, um, I'd always had, like, businesses on the side since I was little. Oh, I've, really? Yeah, I've loved. Like, um, from, like, the time you're little. Yeah, like, like, you know, having your own, like, jewelry stand. Wait, what'd you do? Yeah, right. Tell yeah, me I had, like, um, a jewelry stand. I had, like, babysitting company. I always, oh. like, tried to make every, like, little, like, thing a company. And so, yeah, I always um, had these different side projects. And even when I was teaching, you know, I painted um, pet portraits for people on the side. Oh, and then God, I had, like, uh, something I called the Cedar Studio where my dad and I did like woodworking and we would sell that on the side. So I, I always loved, um, business and having, you know, something on my own on the side. Yeah. And, and I knew when I moved back to Cincinnati, um, that I wanted to open up my own shop, but uh -huh. I wanted it to feel more like you were hanging out at an art studio as opposed to, you know, just like a typical nail salon. I wanted yeah. it to feel like you were there, like, hanging out at someone's apartment getting your nails done yes okay so first question where do you think that came from like that neat that desire of yours to like be starting your own thing and like having your own businesses uh well my dad um started his own company oh, when he yeah. was um I think he was 21 years old and oh, damn yeah he he started at a very young age and so he always had like multiple um businesses on the side while he was growing it and um you know just watching him and his yeah. love for what he does. Um, and he always said, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it doesn't feel like work when you're doing something that you truly love. Yeah. And he has always like loved his job. He loves um, everyone that he works with and he has such like a passion for what he does. Oh, and yeah. you know, that just gave me the drive to like kind of create that for myself totally. as well. No, you had like a great role model. Yeah. You're like this is a possibility. I see yeah. this possibility. I can do this thing. For okay, sure. cool. So are you from Cincinnati? I am. Yeah. I grew up here. Um, and then after I graduated college, I lived away for about 12 years uh -huh. and I've been back in Cincinnati eight years now. Eight years now. Okay. Yeah. So where did you go to school? You went to art school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I went to Indiana university. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Taught in Chicago. Mm-hmm moved back and did you know you wanted to be a nail salon where did the nails come from um so yeah I knew I wanted to be 
um, to open up a nail salon because I, since I was young, have always done my friend's nails and I had always, um, you know, painted all my friend's nails since I was little and I loved getting to do designs um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And But I found that a lot of times when I went and got my nails done, that I would often leave um, with a headache from like different fumes and things like that, that I was kind of more like overly sensitive to. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I wanted to do that, but I wanted to kind of create um, an environment that you didn't get those same type of, you know, headaches and feelings yeah. like when you leave. Yeah. And your nails are like literally cracking open and flaking off. Yeah. We don't want that <laughs> <No>. at all. <laughs> and I think that's the thing too. You know, we've always kind of, um, heard the term like, uh, beauty is pain and things like that. You know, from when, from when we're very little, we hear oh, that for phrase. Sure. And so we're kind of meant to believe that it's just part of the process. And I think especially through like spruce and, you know, talking to like our estheticians and our nail techs and, um, it really doesn't need to be that way. No, I know. It's like the same situation where, you know, people take on this identity of like life is hard and life is a struggle and it's all like I have to like grind through and it's terrible. And you're like, it doesn't have to be that way though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can decide and beauty doesn't have to be painful. No. Right. No, right. No, no, no. But I've absolutely heard that. And I for sure have believed that to a lot of extent. Oh yeah. I think I've like found myself saying that like years ago for a long time, you know, and I think now it's just kind of like changed the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that's where, because you guys have like a really big focus and I love on your website where you're like, we're not going to call this all natural. We're not going to call it organic. It's nail polish. Right. Like it, it is what it is, but we're going to do our best to have the best, you know, the best alternatives. Right. And I think that's something that I think is so important to be like, really upfront about from the beginning with spruce and we always say like the biggest thing about spruce is that we are so transparent about what we do like we invite people to like ask us um the ingredients of things and we're always happy yeah. to show you the bottles of anything we do and um even our dispensary where we clean the implements it has like a big open window where we invite people to like actually see the process right. of how we sterilize our equipment how we um disinfect everything because um if something's hidden, you know, that's usually not a good sign. So yeah. we'd like to be super transparent about it. And yeah, it, it is polish, you know, it is chemicals. Um, but, you know, we like to find the safest alternatives that are out there. Mm -hmm. And when we started Spruce, there was probably like four or five polish lines that we really had to choose from Ooh. where we're like, okay, we're going to start with these. Um, and now the beauty industry has like really, Boomed. really shifted like over these past few years, especially. And now there's probably like, 50 to 100 different polish lines that meet the standards that we've looked for since the beginning. Yeah. So it's, it's been really great to see, um, you know, our entire industry. We're all kind of like learning and shifting and growing and it's been great. And we always say for Spruce, there's no, um, like what we do today, we might find a safer alternative for something tomorrow and we could change that. Yeah. So, um, I think just like, you know, not being set in our ways. And as we, you know, you learn, better you do better for sure so, yeah would you say this is like in the same vein of clean beauty right is it like you're kind of trying to find that what find that yeah that I, middle ground yeah I think so and I think you know the term kind of clean beauty has kind of oh, um God, it's so difficult it's it, overwhelming it is overwhelming and I think it's become kind of um in a lot of places it, it's like a buzzword a buzzword yeah. yeah so it's it's really easy to kind of throw that on a lot of things so you know I like to just like be just super transparent yeah. super open about what we do um but yeah I think 
overall, it's causing like a lot of these bigger companies to really kind of take a deep dive into their practices and, you know, where they're getting their ingredients and all that. I know. And I, of course, like I want to lean towards that front. I don't want to be putting toxic products on my skin or I don't want to be buying products that are bad for the environment. But at the same time, I'm like so overwhelmed now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I need like a full consultant like, yeah. to be like, okay, from, these are five brands for mascara. Pick one. Like, right. the, like these are the five eyeshadow, whatever. Because like, like, I couldn't, I don't have the time. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Well, and everything says it's like the safest alternative, this, this, right. and this now. So it is really hard to decipher, you know, like what is the best or the safest. Well, that's great. Well, there's people like you to be like, hey, at our salon, like we're only offering this, this, this. And you said some certain standards. What are the standards? Are you like free of certain ingredients or how do you kind of classify where you go? Yeah. So our polishes, we always, um, the baseline that we have is five free or more. So it means, um, free of the five most harsh toxins that are in most polishes. Mm. So that's, um, camphor, uh, toluene, um, oh, I'm blanking out, um, formaldehyde, formaldehyde, formaldehyde resin and, um, DBT, I think. They don't even, those just don't even sound good. Yeah. No, they're not. (laughs) They're not good. And And you're like putting them directly onto your skin. Right. (laughs) And like, and it's been super interesting, like as we've like, um, you know, talked to a lot of our clients who have like different allergic reactions and things like that. Um, you know, we had someone who like used to have polish and they would like, um, talk on the phone a lot and they had like a rash on the side of their face because they had a reaction to um the formaldehyde that was in their polish and they had no idea you know so it's it's been interesting to like um hear those stories from clients yeah how did you like get up to speed on all of this like I imagine is there a lot of research that you have to do did you like work or partner with anyone to say like how do we ensure you know, we're, we're, we're doing the best we can with these alternatives. How did you figure that out? Um, I mean, I, it seems I like a lot a of work, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, the thing is, it's like, we spent a lot of time, um, before opening Spruce, um, you know, researching and, and talking to a lot of different people in the industry and mm. talking to a lot of like what would be potential clients and like, what yeah. are you looking for? Um, like when you get your nails done and talking to a lot of people in Cincinnati about like what they wanted and like nail care and skin care and things like that. So I want to Instagram where I go get my nails done. Number one. <laughs> right. So whoever's responsible for the design is, has it on point. Thank you. Yeah. It's it, so cute. That was like a really fun part to do too, because it was really kind of just kind of all came together like really nicely. And like, you know, a lot of Cincinnati has such great, um, historic buildings yeah. that, you know, that really, we kind of allow that to like shine inside yeah. our space, like yeah. the exposed brick and things like that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So you just did kind of like your own research, talk to people in the industry and that kind of helped guide your path. Yeah. And yeah. when we started Spruce, um, you know, it was just, we had like five, um, of us like starting off like five techs, including myself. Um, and yeah, we just kind of opened our doors like, well, this is something like totally new in the city and we mm-hmm. it could either go great or nobody could be interested at all so you know it's one of those things you just right. kind of like hold your breath and open your, the doors and yeah you gotta jump you gotta hope take people a leap. enjoy it for as sure much as we do for yeah. sure so what is the difference like why are my nails not chipping and peeling and cracking even though I have a manicure a gel manicure every two weeks like what is the difference between what you're doing and what other traditional salons are doing um, well, I think it's like a number of things. Um, I think it's the care that um, we put into not only the ingredients that we use, but the mm-hmm. way um, we 
do the manicures themselves. Um, we don't like to like over nip the cuticles. We never use drills on anyone's nails. And we really like to talk about like um, how to like keep your nails healthy, like mm -hmm. outside of your appointment with like cuticle oil and things like that. Yeah. And we really try to like, cause our cuticles are there to like protect our nail beds. Right. So we want to make sure that like, it's not about like, you know, pulling back and stripping the nails down. It's mm. about like keeping them hydrated and keeping them healthy. And I yeah. think that's what we notice. The more people come to us, um, and you know, we're not using those things that I think we, they start to see difference. And so it, um, really motivates people to like, you know, keep coming back. And yeah, I think it's also something about the way that you take off the gel. Yes. So that's something that, um, I think probably also took a little bit getting used to for our clientele. Cause a lot of times if you went and got um, your nails done, you wouldn't necessarily book a gel removal, but our gel removals can take up to 20 minutes long. And that's because like we really take our time and letting them soak for the right amount of time so that we can just gently, um, take off the gel right, or like a little file yeah I've had where it's like the cuticle like pushing yeah. back or where they're like scraping it off yeah so <laughs> if it soaks long enough it should just be able to come off pretty easily and then we buff the nail down we hydrate it with cuticle oil and yep. so if it's done the right way it shouldn't cause damage to the mm. nail so I think that's really kind of what it comes down to is that we are really um diligent about the way um all of our techs are trained and we have a lot of continued education and um, and we all like truly enjoy what we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I know. Okay. Maybe that's it actually. Now that you said it is that everyone that I see there working acts like they want to be there yeah. and they're like enjoying the work that they're doing. Yeah. I mean, cause I, me doing nails myself, I have so much fun when oh I gosh. am on the floor and painting nails and cause I mean, it's like getting to create these little pieces of art totally on everyone's nails and it's so fun and it's so fun to like get excited with your clients and then when someone does like some really crazy nail art you know the client does like the walk around spruce to show all the tags oh, and all yeah. the clients and it's like it's so fun like we genuinely have a good time yeah. and really enjoy um getting to paint everyone's nails so it's it's fun for us I think I think that's exactly it like that's what makes the atmosphere that's like what creates the vibe is that yeah everyone is having fun and it is a it's you're walking away with like it's like a piece of art on your hands and mm -hmm. even if you don't get nail art like yeah. the way that you shaped my nails I've kept the same shape they, yeah I, ever, I love that shape <laughs> on you yes. so good. ever since you did that when I go I've been like back two times since then and uh -huh. I've just been like keep the shape yeah keep the shape it's the best but you really you're like walking away with like oh my gosh there's no better feeling than getting your nails done it's and usually it's because like you really need to get your nails done mm -hmm. right like no one goes to get their nails done when they still look good so yeah. it's like you're just at that point right sometimes like what if you like have a you chipped one or like the the nails growing out and you're like oh my god I just can't, I can't wait right and then you walk away and you're I mean I can't even stop staring at them right now well, I always say like our clients are walking billboards for spruce, yeah. you know, so it really is something where it's like either it can look great for spruce or it can look really bad for spruce. So we all put that like really extra care into every single person that walks in and out of spruce. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you paint on such tiny canvases? Like, uh, did you have to, so you were doing this before, like with your friends, so you yeah. had some practice. Okay. Did, did you have to like take any, do they offer nail art classes or like training? So How do you train your people? They, we actually all work with each other and we train each other. We have, um, a lot of our techs. So, um, 
Andrea and Molly are two of our nail techs who have been with us since the beginning. Mm. Um, so they've been with us five years and they are both very, very talented nail artists. And so they really work with um, each of the techs um, to train them. And, and some of our techs don't do nail art and they, oh, okay, they yeah. just really enjoy um, painting nails. Yeah. And then, but it's really kind of fun because a lot of people come in having never done nail art oh, and God, it's so that's fun. definitely not a requirement when you come to work at Spurs. I know. Yeah. That we should make that yeah. clear too. Is like, they don't, they, I right now have just a regular like polish manicure, Yeah, but I feel like you're most known for the nail art because oh, it's like sure. so flashy and amazing and beautiful. Yeah. And I've been known to maybe push nail art on one or two people yeah. just cause I love doing it. But yeah, it's, I, what I really love is the text. Some of them don't do it, but it's not a requirement to come work at Spruce, but we always, um, open it up to be able to teach our mm -hmm. tech. So a lot mm -hmm. of techs come in having never done nail art and then they work their way up mm -hmm. from tier one to tier two to tier three. And so it's kind of these levels that you work up where it gets more and more intricate. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of opens <clears throat> it up to be doing these um, really creative designs. So let's kind of break down the tiers because yeah. when I was first going to book, I was like, oh shoot, I don't know. Like what, tier I want and you give a great description but I'm like but what if it's like this okay so tier one how would you describe like tier one nail so nail tier art? one is going to be we call it just our minimal nail art so that's going to be like a couple of dots on your oh, nails yeah, or like that. a line on one or two nails pretty simple even some like gold foiling would uh -huh. still be technically tier one um and then tier two we call that like our detailed tier mm. so that's going to be where we start incorporating like negative space and more line work um, things like that. Yep. And then when you get to tier three, we call that Shit our intricate. Crazy. Yeah. So that is where we kind of just open it up for interpretation and like people bring in, um, what are some crazy, what are yeah. some crazy things you've done recently? Um, well, probably like one of my all time favorite ones was one of our, um, coordinators was dressing up as Bob Ross for Halloween. So, oh my gosh. uh, she asked me to paint like a Bob Ross style painting on each, on of her nails. each nail. It was honestly probably one of my favorite manicures. How long did done. that take you to do? Oh, it took like two hours. Yeah. It was like very excessive. <laughs> like I, I definitely went way over my time, yeah, but yeah. it was just so fun. Yeah. And like, you know, she just loved like going out and like, and like taking pictures of it. And it was so great. So yeah. definitely worth it. But yeah, we do some like, pretty kind of off the wall stuff and people bring in any kind of inspo from like um an album cover to a wow. wallpaper to a piece of art to like something they found on pinterest or instagram you yeah. know they want to recreate yeah um yeah. so yeah it's kind of a it goes every direction i i love it i love i love having nail art it's so much fun it's just exactly like every time you look down you're like someone hand painted this like this yeah. is not, you know, like this, I'm not putting a press on on or like someone did this for me. Right. I know. And I think like a lot of people assume we use like a lot of stickers and stuff like that, but it's, yeah, it's all hand painted, which I is know, so funny. Can you talk a little bit about the gel X? Because this is fascinating to me. I actually have one. Oh, you do. Because okay. I broke the, when I, when I went to Miami, remember uh -huh. you did my nails right before I went to Miami yeah. <clears throat> the third day after I had them done, I broke this pointer finger oh, like no. all the way like down to, to here like right above the tip of my finger yeah and I was like you, <laughs> you know the feeling yeah you know the feeling especially like, it's always like right after you get them done yeah like, and they like look so step. beautiful yeah. it was like the best nail I had ever had in my life but anyway so when I went back to get them done um I, I didn't really know that I didn't know about gel x and I was like 
what can we do about this? Because I can't have all the rest of my nails long and then this one short, like, it will drive me mad. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can put a gel. And I'm like, a gel X extension? Like, what is that? And it's such a cool concept. So I'm going to, like, will you talk about it? Yeah. I think people that want to get off acrylics and, like, SNS, Mm -hmm. who even knows what that is. Yeah, so SNS is actually a form of acrylic, um, which... A lot of people are unsure of when they get it because um, the powder itself, um, you know, isn't damaging. It's it's the monomer that gets mixed into it that is uh, what can be damaged into the nail because it has to be, you know, removed with the drill. Um, so we wanted to kind of – we did have a lot of clients who are like, you know, I have, like, w- really great long nails. So like, one breaks. Like, I don't want to take them all down. Like, I'd love to have, like, an option. And yeah. so – we spent a long time kind of like researching different options and, you know, I didn't really feel comfortable with any of the options for like the first couple of years. And just this year, um, we discovered the gel X system, which, um, is really great because the form itself is made of soft gel. Yeah. And then you put gel on the nail, put the tip on and you cure it with an led light. Yeah. And it's great. And it just, it holds, wonderfully it holds like you know for two to four weeks like yep. you get a lot of great wear i actually just had gel x on myself and just took it off you just today. Took it yeah off. yeah it's so it's like the perfect alternative for people that want to like elongate the nail without doing yeah like that oh my god acrylic just smells so bad too like this can't be good for me but yeah you just like put a little like some some coats on i'm sure it's something i don't know what it is and the nail itself almost looks like glass yeah it's really um very lightweight which yeah. is really good because it looks and feels like your natural nail which yes. is something that we wanted to make sure that this was an option for not it can be an option for someone who wants an entire set done but it can also be an option for someone who just breaks one nail who we, you know you want it to look exactly like the others and so this yeah. is like kind of that like perfect solution for that issue that we kept seeing um and yeah it's been great like mine that I had on I had on for three and a half weeks and um you know I didn't want to take them off but I had like that grow out that I was like oh, okay it's yeah, time it's time I was, like, it's ready. time yeah. no when I got my um when I got my first one on after I broke it when you when, after you did my nails she did them and then she like went to some other text she was like okay which one is the gel x one and oh they, yeah <laughs> they that's could... like our, our new favorite yeah. game to play we're like can you spot the gel x yeah and no. like we always get it wrong which is like such a compliment to the nail right. tech that does it and right. we're always like so proud when people get it wrong too right, it's so right. fun so um what are some like nail trends that you're loving right now what are a lot or what are people coming in and asking that you're loving to do um well one of the things that i've been loving right now especially for the month of june pride month we've been seeing so many pride nail designs that are so so much fun like i really enjoy them we just had a great um pride event with um e19 and Mm. fat ben's bakery and um we paired up with transform to do it so um yeah we've been seeing a ton of pride nails um, we also get like a, a lot of negative space, especially for people, you know, in the summer or we're starting to take trips, especially, you know, coming out oh, of yeah, COVID, people God, are like God. ready to take like vacations and go out and, you know, might not necessarily come back as soon as they would. So having that negative space allows that growth without seeing the growth line. And so you can get yes. longer last out of it. Yes. Yes. I love that. How do you feel about French manicures making a comeback? They, I'm actually love it. 
I think it's great. I I, th- I like the modern twists that they do on them. Yeah. Like if it's like a very thin line at the top or like the different colors. Yeah. I love doing uh, the different color French. I love kind of like the drip down the side that people do where it just kind of extends all the way down the I side of one nail. I love that. Um, I love the asymmetry of that. I yeah. think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm not opposed to a classic French. I think it looks cool. I mean, I have always had super short nails, so maybe that's just like me being super envious of everyone that always had long nails and I could never do it. I am like having this humongous internal struggle in my mind right now because as you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I think of like my mom. Yeah. And the night, like I think like my aunt, right? And they have like these long nails with the French and I'm like, is it cool now? I think it, like, I do well, I want kind it? Of all things 90s. Do are I back, want it? Right? But then I'm like, what, once I had it, would I be able to, like, keep it? Or would I just, like, look at it and be like, okay, that was great for five minutes and I yeah. need to get rid of it? I don't know. I might you have to You know something try that it. some people do too, which I love, some people are really opposed to, is doing nail art on one hand and not could on never. the other. I could yeah. never. <laughs> I could never. The eight, I would lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it on my just because I do my own nails. And so for me, it's easy to do nail art on one hand and then, and then not you don't on the, do other. the other. But yeah, some people love it. Some people cannot do it, especially if I always say, like, are you a symmetrical person when I paint people's nails? Because sometimes people like whatever you do on this hand has to be on this hand and you have to keep it the same. And some people are like, do whatever. So, yeah, I yeah. think I need some some sort of a balance. I couldn't have it all on all on the one. Right. No. And And when I do, if I... So I got my nails done today. Yesterday, my gel X came off first. It was like, it was like almost three weeks later. Yeah. And so I had all the, my nails done except this one. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, it's not only short, but there's no polish on it. And uh-huh. they're all done. And I was like, thank God my appointment is tomorrow because this will drive me mad. I will oh, not yeah. be able to work. I will not be able to do anything because <laughs> all I have to do is look at my hands. Yeah, I know that. That's how I get where I'm like, I, we always tell people like, don't, don't chip off your jaw yourself. But oh, like, yeah. you know, I've also been known to do it because I, like when one goes, I'm like, I got to get in there or else I'll take them all off. Myself. I know. I know. I know. So you just recently introduced skincare too. Yeah. We, what was the thought process behind that? So we had introduced that about two years ago. We started it in our but old. But 2020 doesn't count. Right. Year, yeah. We skip so. a year. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, we started it in our old space that we had, um, and we had two, like, very tiny treatment rooms that we were working Mm. out of, and we were just, um, you know, I'm not an esthetician myself. I'm a nail tech, but I've always loved um, all things skincare, and I'm just, like, a huge fan of it. So we have, um, you know, some people on our team that are nail techs. We have some that are cosmetologists, and we have some that are estheticians. Mm. so we have this really great team of estheticians who came on and um, have helped to create this skincare program that has been amazing. You know, we one of the reasons we moved into our bigger space was really to grow that because it, right. it took off a lot quicker than I thought it would. So Dude, people are obsessed with skin stuff. That was a yeah. good move. I mean, I'm one of them. So I'm one it. of them, too. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I had a, I got a hydrofacial today. I'm like just You're so great. I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it because like I for me, like day to day, um, I've never like been that into like wearing makeup, but mm-hmm. I love the feeling of like having a facial and like having my skin like feel like super clean and looked yeah, after. Um so they don't feel like I have to wear, you know, makeup. Yeah. No, I mean like that's that. the goal, right? Right. Yeah. I don't think I mean oh gosh, yeah, I would love to just be just totally 
makeup free all the time. And it's yeah. nothing, there's nothing saying that I can't be. I right. also love makeup. Yeah. I also love to like get dressed up and put makeup on and whatever. But it would also just be like, okay, well, your skin's so great that you don't even have to. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> so what do you guys do? What, what kind of offerings do you have now? And we should also say, when you're talking about this new location, you're right in Finley Market, right across from the market. Yeah, I yeah. am obsessed with our new spot. I'm, I love that area. It's so great. That area is, I feel like every day I walk out of our space, you know, if I go left or right, there's like a new shop coming down to exactly. the market. And I think that's... Those apartment, those like condos oh, that yeah. are going to be beautiful They're amazing. and modern. And, yeah. And yeah. I think what's really great about Finley Market is you have vendors that have been there, you know, 20, 30 years and you have vendors that are starting this year. And, um, you know, since we moved there, we've joined... Um, with the Finley Market vendors and we, you know, have monthly meetings and it's so fun for me to get to like talk to these vendors who have been there a while and ones who are just coming in mm -hmm. and, you know, just getting to be a part of that has been like really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah we, we moved in two weeks before, uh, we shut down for you COVID. You moved in two weeks before. Yeah. So. Wow. That was pretty nuts. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, uh, we spent a lot of time like getting ready to move. Um, we actually had, I was planning to open Spruce and then have a baby, um, but, you know, how construction goes. So we ended up um, – I had a baby, and then four weeks later, we opened Spruce. And four then weeks two after weeks – Four weeks after you had a baby. Yeah. Wait, okay. I, <laughs> you had a baby. Yeah. Four weeks later, you opened a brand-new location, new yeah. shop, different – moved locations, and then two weeks later, you were shut down. Right. Yeah. So it was it – was A six-week-old baby. Right. Dealing yeah. with – what, what is going to happen to my business? Yeah, that was a pretty crazy Ooh time. I'm so thankful, you know, for um, the team we have at Spruce because, um, you know, everyone was so amazing during that time. And our managers and everyone was so helpful to me because, you know, first time mom also trying to, like, figure out first that time is like pandemic, like, what is going to do? Stress beyond stress, yeah. really. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, like, I'm always a little torn that I'm like, okay, well, we made it through, right? Do people want to still hear about the struggles of of us getting through the pandemic? But like, I think in this case, like, I would like to know, like, how did you deal and cope with that? Um, you know, and if you didn't, that's fine to say too, <laughs> because I don't know. If I guess you know, probably for a lot of small business owners, we would probably all say it depends on the day. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think one of the things that was so great is we. Um, had such an amazing um, clientele that followed us on Instagram. And so we were able to, um, you know, within a week we opened up an online shop and we started cool. making like at-home manicure kits, at-home pedicure oh, kits, nice, at-home facials. And um, so we were able to kind of create these boxes and kits and spruce experiences that you could have at home. Yeah. Um, and then Andrea and I, um, she's our lead educator and tech manager. She, um, and I would do like online nail art tutorials for our clients. Oh yeah, um, I'm which just was getting, really fun. I'm just getting like extreme flashbacks of like when we were all on Zoom. Yeah, like that the just Zoom like, fatigue was that real just like after really hit me in the chest <laughs> deeply. Yeah, I haven't gone down that path. The Zoom happy hours. I, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready yet. It's like too soon. Yeah, I need I need more distance. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not ready to go back quite. No, no. Yeah, we said we were gonna do like another one, and we've kept pushing it off because we're like, I think we probably just need a break. From, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wait. demos and tutorials. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, we were talking about skincare though. So oh, yeah. yeah, what do you what do you offer for skincare? So we offer um, facials, waxing, and tinting. So we have a hydroderm facial that we do. Um, we have um, we have a new one this year post COVID called the Mask Knee Facial that we mm. um, launched because we had a lot of our clientele coming in with like a lot of congestion, of you know, and things like that for mask wearing all day. So that involves like high frequency. Um, we also have like a, a CBD facial where we paired up with a rosebud CBD. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we offer um, all types of waxing. We have hard wax, soft wax, sugaring, and then we also offer tinting as well. Can you tell me the difference between sugaring and what? what okay, maybe just what is sugaring? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sugaring is something that like I once I found out about it, I became obsessed with it because it's really great. It's It's really this sugar paste okay. that you so this um esthetician will have a glove on and they'll scoop out the sugar paste okay. and it's like sugar lemon and honey okay it's like i almost i can feel exactly what it feels exactly. like exactly yeah yeah and you um rub it down your hand and they flick your hand back and when you do that it removes the hair no it's, way it's just a wild process is it, to watch i mean does it feel like the hair is ripping out like a wax it at first, I'll say, but the great thing about sugaring is that the more you do it, um, the less your hair will grow back. And so, like, I personally get my arm sugared, and I used to have, like, a lot more hair wow. on my arm, and now I really don't have much at all. Um, and so it's really great with that. And then another thing about it is it's super hygienic and super sustainable because there's no strips involved. You get out one ball of the sugar paste, and you do the entire area. Once you're done, you strip off the glove, you throw it out. And and that's it. You can can you do your bikini line? Yeah, you can do bikini. It sounds a lot less traumatic than waxing. Yeah, I think it is. I think though, I always say like things go back to the technique because a lot of times like I think it, the same can be applied to nails, facials, waxing, mm. sugaring. If the technique is right and someone knows what they're doing. Um, then it, it should never be a traumatic experience. I had a traumatic you know? <laughs> experience, Molly. I actually think I came into you right after I was getting my nails Oh, yeah, set, you did. I and I was asking you. because, like, this is not okay. Yes. It was folliculitis. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, so that, <laughs> it kind of is. It's like if if it's not done I will never right. get waxed. I will never get Hard, is that hard wax? Yeah. Or soft? Yeah. Um, I forget which one you said you It's hot. It was hot. Okay. I don't know what the, what it's called, but it was like yeah. hot wax with the strips. Like Okay, so then it was soft wax okay. yeah, with the strips. Yeah. I've always, have always done it that way. I took a break, mm-hmm. COVID, all that bullshit, came back, and trauma. Oh, man. Trauma beyond trauma, leaving for Miami. <laughs> oh, right before vacation, It was too. right That's before vacation. I was like, should I? I don't know if I can go, actually. <laughs> I might just have to cancel it. I'm like, where's a sarong? I'm going to have to wear a sarong the entire time. It cleared up in a few days. And by like the second day, it was manageable. Yeah. No, I know. But something like that, like really does stay with you. you Oh, it is. Yeah. And that's why it really does matter, um, you know, who you see and the technique they use and, you know, the products they use too. It makes such a difference. And that's why like. For me, you know, I, I'm like, I don't, maybe I need- don't go anywhere besides yeah. Greece, but <laughs> you know, I, tr- I fully trust like every single esthetician, cosmetologist that works, um, at Spruce. Like they're so knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always come at it for more like the fan and client side, like when it comes to skincare that I'm like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. What should I get? Like, and they're so great about it. And they're just so, there's like, 
zero judgment. It's only right. like let's talk. I'm here to help. Yeah, which is I, what need to, I, always I need to. I need to try sugaring then. Yeah, I think I, need I think to you'd try like that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just don't want to shave. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, and I don't want to get laser because that seems like too much. Yeah, I mean, I've done laser. Have you? As Did well. you have a good experience? I didn't mind it. Um, I actually got it done like on my full legs. Um, oh, yeah, and so the pits would be nice too. If I could, if I could never shave my armpits again, that might be like the superpower that I want that I don't have. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be amazing? Or just like, I wish, yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll just embrace and stop shaving all together. (sighs) I don't know. No, I can't do it. I don't think I could. I always get so jealous when people do, but I like haven't. Yeah, Yeah. I am so supportive and think that's great. I don't think I could. Yeah. I I think mostly the smell for me, because I would just smell and I don't wear deodorant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone and is that's different. What and I you love. should do you. Yeah. And, and that's life. what I love about, like, um, yeah, like, I truly feel like when you come in spruce, like, I love, like, hearing, like, about, like, people's, like, regimens yeah. and what they're into. And it's so great because we have such, like, a wide variety of clientele. Mm-hmm. It's so great to, like, you know, hear people's stories and hear, like, um, you know, what they've done in the past, mm-hmm. what their goals are. And yep. yeah, it's been really great. Yep. What would you say your favorite, like your favorite skincare offering is that you have right now? What do you love to get? Um, I love the, um, hydroderm facial that what we do. That? Um, so it's a hydroderm abrasion, uh, facial to where it's similar to a microderm abrasion, but it has like uh, water that's used to it. So it's constantly hydrating your skin while it's using the, um, while it's exfoliating. Oh. So you don't get that real dried out feeling that you would if you did like the microdermabrasion. Mm. Um, which, so I really like it. Like after I leave there, I just feel like my skin feels so smooth. Um, it just feels so like clean and shiny. I just like love mm. that feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's probably my current favorite yeah, treatment yeah. Okay, there for great. sure. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Sugaring, facial. Okay. And then it. I always love getting my brows done. So that's like one of my favorite things. Like waxed or t- do you get them tinted? I get them waxed and tinted. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really great too. <laughs> I need to think about that. Cause that's the other thing. If I could not shave my pits and if I didn't have to like think about my eyebrows at all. Yeah. Why not? Well, I would have a great life. Yeah. Do both. <laughs> Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit and kind and and kind of backtrack to talk about you. So this was how old's your baby now? He's um, almost seventeen months now. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So we've been like around. Got it, got it. Um, how do you balance? I, I hate the word like balance being a mom, whatever. But like, how do you make it work for you to be a mom and run a business and do like all the other things in your life? Like, what are some Routines, rituals, self-care practices that you really rely on to ensure you're showing up in the many different roles that you have yeah. to play. Um, I think for me, something that I always knew is that like um, work is has always been like really important to me. I just mm. I love working. I love um, you know, problem solving and I love working with people. And so that's always been like a huge part of what I do. And I didn't feel that like, um, that was something that I wanted to totally step back from, um, you know, when having a child. And I think sometimes like, you know, when you do have a business or, you know, do work, a lot of people are like, well, what are you going to do after you have the baby? And it's like, well, I'm still going to work and I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to do both. Um, but yeah, it is like to say that, 
you can do both totally evenly. Um, you know, it's never you the can't. case. Every day is kind of different. Um, but I think, you know, I, we have, um, someone, um, who is like our nanny who helps us, um, three days a week. So she's able to come. So I'm able to be in Spruce three days a week. And then when I'm home, um, the other days I'm, I work from home with my son. So, um, I'm able to do both. Like I'm able to like work at Spruce with clients painting nails. And then I'm able to also like work at home and be a home and be a mom too. So, Um, I feel like really lucky that I'm, I've kind of, you know, as much as we don't use that, like to use the word balance, like it does feel like I'm no, kind of you've got that, to, yeah. but yeah. it did take a long time, especially like, yeah, like I don't, I feel like I'm just kind of now starting to hit a good stride with it. Cause obviously like the past year has been a tricky year to try to totally. find that balance in the middle of the, uh, pandemic. It's obviously totally not too easy to do no 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 baby or or no baby yeah did you ever feel any any guilt associated with like wanting to go back to work oh yeah all the time really yeah like I I feel did you expect that to happen um people talk about like the mom guilt right I've heard this term I can see where they're coming from yeah but then I think like I don't think I'm going to have that. Yeah. And I think I thought that too. I was yeah. like, no, like I, I know it, it'll be great. Cause I'll be able to do both, but no, it's like, you feel guilt that you're letting down people you work with when you're not at work uh-huh. and you're home with your child. And then when you're at work, you feel like you're letting down your child. So it's by Sounds not being, like, it's so, <laughs> I know it's like, it's hard to say that in like a positive way, but like, there's no way to say in a positive way. It, it's it not is positive. just kind of like that part of like, being a mom that you just kind of like it's a constant like battle that you have it's a practice yeah you yeah it's not that it gets easier it's that you learn to like adapt with it Mm -hmm. a little more and Mm -hmm. like um you know you kind of like talk yourself through it a little bit more like um as he's getting older it's starting to become like a little more not easy for me but I'm getting better at it yeah well if it's just like anything else too the more you practice the more you're you're in this like you adapt and you figure out ways to make it work yeah and we're starting to get those now that like you know we are back open like fully at Spruce and stuff it's like we're starting to get these like routines and things and I'm such a routine oriented person oh, are you? anyway. Yeah. So do this, you have like a morning routine? Um, well it's hard because like on the days I work, I definitely, or days I'm at Spruce, I definitely do. And the days I'm at home, I do. So my routine flips every day back and forth. But, but is like, it like the same routine? Oh if you're yeah. At home, this is the home routine. Yeah. If I'm at Spruce, this is the Spruce routine. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm, okay. I've okay. always been like a very much like routine person. So having that now has helped me a lot. I think, so much of the unknown of like uh what day it was you know during the pandemic and stuff like was uh, a challenge so like getting to have these routines again has made me uh feel a lot better yeah I'm actually thinking about it now like are there people that don't like routine doesn't doesn't everyone feel comfortable operating in this space in some capacity like this is how I start the day and the things I do it doesn't have to be like so regimented but is that like a universal human thing or are there people out there that don't like to have a routine? Can you please call the voicemail and let me know if you are one of those people that uh, yeah. doesn't like a routine? I would love to hear from you. I think there are people out there who truly love like every day is the unexpected. I like that in a controlled oh. environment, if that makes sense. Like one of the things I love about like owning a business is like 
you don't quite know what you're going to come sure. into each day and you're ready sure. to like problem solve. Yes. Which I think is a little bit different. But totally yeah, like the just totally yeah, unexpected, yeah. like don't know where I'm going to go today. Um, I envy that of people that are able to do that because I'm definitely not one of them. No, I mean, I think that I think that I could have that as like, OK, in the day, but I would need some kind of anchor on like the morning and the night of like, this is how I wake up and this is what I do. And like, there's like some stability where I feel like my anxious brain or like my brain that like needs to control and feel safe would just like explode. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to function. I think maybe there are people that don't need to control and feel safe in their lives. I think there are those people out there. there. I'm probably just not one of them. (laughs) Mine is not one of them. Exactly. Oh my god. Okay. Well, wait, we were talking about self care stuff. So, what do you? So, what do you like to do to to take care of yourself? Um. So, this is another thing that I, I used to have like a lot of guilt with doing. It's mm-hmm. like when you do something for yourself, I feel like, oh god, there's like a thousand things that I should be doing, yeah. you know, for work or at my house or something like that. And it, so it was really hard for me, to, especially after having a child, um, to find that. And so now the past um couple months I've um gotten back into like working out and and taking that time like three days a week where I'm actually going somewhere and working out for an hour um you know even if it's super early in the morning or at night you know just to like be able to have that time to where like I feel better yeah um you know because I think you know physically when I like wasn't feeling great after having a baby it's really hard um, to like find that motivation because you sure. become all consumed with being a mom. Yeah. But I found now that I have started doing that, that like, you know, I feel better about myself, which makes me, I feel like be a better mom for sure. And, and business owner for sure all goes hand in hand. Yeah. Where are you working out? So I work out at revive. Yes. Um, I just saw Sanjay, um, last week he came to the live podcast event. Oh yeah. He's so great. And he He's works um, so with my great. husband. So they, uh, that's actually how, I found out about revive. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I started going there. Um, and Jonathan, um, from revive is my coach and he's just been such an amazing help to me. Like, you know, he, um, his father has kids and he, so he like has been really helpful to me, you know, like kind of just knowing like what I'm going through and like, like what my goals are. And, uh, for me, like I have to have someone that like holds me accountable to things. Yep. Um, and I wish I could be one of those people that worked out at home and like, Oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's so hard. I, I will t- have a, every excuse in the book to not do it. But if I know I'm like, okay, I told him I'd be there at 8am. I'm like, I gotta go. So, and I feel better after, but I need that accountability. I still like to this day, if I'm feeling maybe a little bit low or down about myself, I will remind myself like, you worked at home, worked out at home during a pandemic. Right. Like, good job. Maybe you really fucked that thing up at work the other day, but you worked out at home during a pandemic. Good job for you. It's so it's so difficult. It's so hard. I had to. I you had to. Oh, I had to dig deep. I did not do that. So I'm impressed. <laughs> you did. I'm impressed with myself. That's what I'm saying. Like it's great. This is my the one impressive thing that I've done. Yeah. No. I rem- I had to like put it on. I put it on my calendar. Like there yeah. was really no time that I had to do it, but I would just like put it on my calendar and like mm-hmm. just j- and I just like almost like wouldn't even allow myself to talk. I would just be like shut the fuck up, go downstairs. Yeah. Just don't. Just go. 
See, on the carpet the- with your 15 pound dumbbell weights and your laptop computer and like just fu- just fucking do it i know i think i did it like two or three times and i was like okay this is like, like i can't this imagine. is gonna be it i'm gonna do it every day this and I, you know then i wouldn't do it for like three weeks and i'd come back and i'd do it one more time and i was like oh i just like i knew i had to do something different if i actually wanted to like yeah i mean that was out. that was a Oh, thank God we're not there anymore. But I'm yeah. actually going to put this in my memory bank for a time when someone's like, what was the a time you were very proud of yourself? And I'm going to say, when I fucking worked out in my living room. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> what, is your, what do your workouts look like? Like, what is he doing with you? Is it strength training? Is it like interval circuit stuff? What do you like to do? Um, so he does a lot with me with um, strength, uh, strength training. And I'm trying to like build back my core. Um, obviously, after having a, a baby, that's something that like I really want to do. Um, Oh, be yeah. strong in that area again, especially because um, we went through IVF to have my first uh-huh. um, child, and now this month we're going through IVF again. So Ooh. he has been really helpful to me. I'm like, okay, you know, I know I'm like trying to get pregnant through IVF again. It's like you know a lot of hormones, a lot of things that are happening to your body, and I'm like, if I can control one thing, you know, it's like I just want to feel strong. Yeah, and that's like my goal. I'm like, Ooh, I love that. I know, like you know, being the like goal weight and things like that, you know, aren't so I like attainable for me right now because yeah. IVF is like a little tricky in that area. Um, but I'm like, I want to feel strong and be able to have a good pregnancy, so I'm able to like, you know still like yeah. be a mom to a toddler while i'm you know having pregnant. a yeah. second pregnancy so oh, it's God. he he's been really great about helping me with that so um i've been so thankful for that and it just helps me to feel like one aspect of control through this process yeah, yeah. i need to talk to you uh, uh, about ivf mostly just because i actually have no idea what it's about or what happens oh okay yeah i'm like totally clueless yeah so it's in vitro fertilization and yeah. it's um it's a process. So like we did, you know, a couple rounds of IUI and so What's IV- IUI. So that's, Oh God, I hope I don't mess this up. It's intrauterine okay insemination, I believe. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I laughed, I said that wrong, but, <laughs> but, um, is that yeah. the first step before IVF? Yeah. So a that? lot of times okay. people do, or a lot of times people go on like, um, Clomid or something, which is supposed to like help with your, so it's kind of like you would take like medicine first. Yeah. Then, and then the IUI and then, then the next step is IVF. Okay. And so that's when, um, you know, we, they actually do like, um, an egg retrieval. Okay. So you yeah. have to like grow a bunch of eggs. So you yeah. take the hormones to grow a bunch of eggs. Mm-hmm. You release they and then they no you don't release they go retrieve yeah so then okay. they retrieve the eggs and then um, they fertilize the eggs right and then we have embryos and so then those embryos um, are implanted yes and so from the last time we did it we have embryos um, left oh so we don't have to do the retrieval this time we're just doing oh okay the um, implantation this okay time. that seems a little bit more a little smoother because I've heard now that you're talking through I'm like okay I have learned about this before yeah. I just sometimes forget when you are like growing all the eggs before they retrieve can you not like twist and like well do- it's interesting because it, you just kind of it feels definitely like your stomach is kind extended. of like bloated yeah. and extended a bit. And then um, 
I actually developed, it's called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome or hypers. Oh man, I'm so terrible with these words, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's OHSS it's called. And it's where like your ovaries get too stimulated with the egg oh. retrieval. And so, yeah, I like ballooned out to where I looked like I was like seven months pregnant. It's actually oh like gosh. very risky. Cause if you like, like you were saying, if you twist or move in a certain way, you can, you like can risk. Rupture. Yeah. And so, and so that you kind of like can't do much for like a couple of weeks until it like subsides on its own. And then from there, we did like the implantation. But this is yeah. seriously a journey. We could have a whole conversation. It is. It's crazy. That. And I think I've just like become so um, like desensitized. Yeah. Because I talk about all the time with like our doctors or friends yeah. and family and things like that. That it's like, and well, it's also it, all I've known for like pregnancy. You right. know, so it's like just and so like it feels no more normal. Well, to I, me. I, it, there's a lot of people that, 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 do that so it yeah. feels like it's like a lot of people are talking about it now a lot of people are sharing their stories so it feels like it become it's becoming way more normalized like yeah this is now just the way we have a baby yeah and it <laughs> is and it's for me it like I'm um I'm 37 now and I'll be 38 and um you know July and I I knew like I'd probably have kids later in life and I like that never bothered me you know yeah. but I, I just knew we still obviously wanted to have children and it is interesting because I've, I'm, like, super open about it. Like, yeah. I'll talk about it with anyone. But it, it's it's interesting, like, talking about this, how many other people, um, you know, have had fertility, um, yep. you know, issues. And they've been on, like, all these different journeys through it. And so mm -hmm. it, it's been really um, – I feel like I've met so many people along this yeah. um, process who have right. gone through similar things. So yeah. no, it's been nice cool. to have people to talk to I'm about sure. it. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. It's always good to – get it out and hear it hear that you're not alone oh right? yeah for yeah. sure yeah yeah so molly what does being fit mean to you so i think for me um being fit is about like being like mentally and physically strong mm -hmm. and i think that's something that has been like my focus especially just over the last couple months is like i'm trying um to be not only like physically fit, but mentally as well. And so just trying to do something for myself and take care of myself so that I'm able to like give myself to other yeah. people. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Thank for you for me. my nails. <laughs> so you much. have such great nails. No, I, I really appreciate your support of Spruce and yeah. it means so much to me. And I, I love, you know, we love being a part of Cincinnati and like, I'm just so thankful, you know, for you and for all of our clients. So yeah. it's well, great to get you. to talk about it. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Where can they check out all the stuff, book an appointment? You got to book an appointment. Yeah. So, um, I always recommend uh, booking an appointment. Um, you could just check out our website, which is just sprucenailshop.com. Mm -hmm. Um, and go in there kind of gives you all the info you need as far as like how to book. You can book directly through the website. It gives you information about all of our services, um, and how to call our front desk as well. And then I always say, if you want to kind of see like what Spruce is like from our nail art, Instagram is always a yes. great place to check us out. So that's just at Spruce Nail Shop. Um, yeah, and you can see all the fun art projects we're doing. Yeah, I was just thinking, Molly, I just had this idea. The third anniversary of What the Fit is coming up. Yeah. And I should get What the Fit nails. <gasps> oh my God, I will 100% <laughs> do that for sure. Yes, okay, good. Yes, let's do it. That would be so fun. Listeners, thank you so much. Uh, follow along at What the Fit Podcast, at Chrissy Grody. Share, rate, and review. Love you.